everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we dive into all things sex in the city. And today we are continuing on our look at the Carrie Diaries, this is season two. We're talking about episodes two and three. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hey, everybody. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> uh, good. I, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like so attached to these characters <laughs> that I almost want to watch this more slowly so we don't lose that <laughs> yeah. yeah I know before we're gonna be done before you know it uh because and, and I'm curious I don't even know if they like gave a proper ending if they knew that this you know because some shows they know that they're gonna get canceled or some you know and yeah. so they do that and then others they leave on the cliffhanger uh so hopefully yeah well I guess we'll see I don't know with this show I mean, don't worry. Rachel and I will always look for excuses to chat. Lipstick yeah. jungle and just like that. So we will be hanging out, but we'll dismiss our, our friends from Carrie Diaries. Yeah. And I, by, by the time this episode releases, we will know whether we have, we're talking about Austin Butler, Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> um, I exciting. think it's, um, uh, it's between him and Brendan Fraser. Uh, so cross fingers because I did not like the whale at all it was not for me uh, he seems like a super nice guy but I just think that, that Austin Butler deserves to win so we'll see uh, but um, but anyway he certainly made a name for himself yeah. in 2022 that's for sure you sure did yeah all right well the first episode is called express yourself and it's Carrie and Walt are, are faced with kicking out their new roommate when she makes herself too comfortable. Walt summons the courage to tell Bennett how he feels about him at his 18th birthday bash at a VIP concert for the radio station Z100 featuring indie rock band American Authors. But things go horribly awry before Bennett can respond. Samantha and Mouse meet and Samantha wastes no time giving Mouse, Mouse tips Back in Castlebury, Sebastian and Maggie run into each other and the evening doesn't go exactly as planned when Tom invites his girlfriend, Deb, to spend the weekend with him. So a lot going on in this episode. What did you think overall? Okay, so this one for me was a lot of fun. I understand for some people who don't like watching people barf, which I understand if you if you don't, um, like Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. I think that was difficult for a lot of people to watch. But for some reason, for me... It cracks me up. Like, I don't like to watch people suffer. I don't want anyone to think yeah. I'm sadistic, but in this episode, I just could not stop laughing. There was something <laughs> about it that was just so comedic. And, and then also I feel like their sickness really brought them all together. Yeah. Um, I do like watching them have adventures in the city. Like I'm, I'm having a good time with that as well. And I like seeing Donna hang out with everyone now too. So this one for me was a really fun episode. I really enjoyed it. What did you think yeah. of it? I don't know it where was... you stand on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, this one was fun. It is directed by Amy Hackerling, another one. She had done, I think one previous uh, and she's, you know, of clueless fame, of course. Uh, she's great. And uh, I am a sympathetic vomiter though. So it is hard. That's the one thing I don't like about uh, Pitch Perfect. I mean, because I love that first movie so much. It's one of my favorite comedies. And, uh, and but the puking scenes. Of, oh, oh. <laughs> <I struggle. laughs> yeah. But, 
but it was it was pretty it was pretty fun uh we i felt like the actress did a better job or they had better material for her that she felt like I, samantha yeah, i think I more yeah i thought there too and actually i i don't know if it's just something i didn't notice in the first episode of season two or something that i was just more aware of in this one but i thought her cadence even sounded more like samantha. yeah yeah i agree she sounded uh, she sounded more like her and the character felt more like her although i've never really felt like samantha was clueless as far as social cues and stuff like that like she's a pr person she would i feel like she would know that she was being annoying a little bit more <laughs> than she does maybe it's just a difference in age that when we see her that is what i told myself in this mm -hmm. like okay she was like i think about myself in college and um i would always like I was like eating my roommate's soup and like, I was like, oh, we're sharing. It's like, no, we weren't sharing. I was just eating. I was just like eating her canned soup. And I think about, oh my gosh, I was so tacky and I would never do that now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think maybe Samantha just was, didn't, wasn't as self-aware then as she is now. Yeah. Says, Walt says she's always naked, leaves her stuff everywhere and has no sense of personal boundaries. <laughs> I still think, you know, Samantha would be naked now, but she, you know, when she was overstaying her welcome. Yeah. I, I, I feel like she would be comfortable being naked, but I think she would have the, uh, the awareness to know that that was uncomfortable for these like high school students. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and mouse is at like a, she's at like a retreat or something. Right. Yeah, this this struck me as like, like one school? of those like high school like college prep programs mm -hmm. um, at, at Columbia, I guess, because she's wearing her little sweatpants, and it's so funny watching her be like, "I have a roommate. I can't have phone sex." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, because Samantha starts being a phone sex operator <laughs> in their apartment, and uh, and so that's something new for Carrie to deal with. And Carrie says that she has a pathological fear of hurting people's feelings. Yeah, I think it's interesting because this sort of people pleasing Carrie Bradshaw that we see as a teen, I don't see as much when she's an adult. It's also interesting because I actually think young Carrie Bradshaw is much more interested in her friends' lives than adult Carrie Bradshaw is. Yeah, I mean, the the four girls are 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 pretty close, but uh, but she is definitely more of a narcissist in this show. Yes, in, in Sex in the City, <laughs> uh, and I think part of that is is because of doing her column. I think it kind of strokes her ego quite a bit. You know. Yeah, that's a good point, and also. The concept of the show is that we're hearing it through, you know, Carrie's lens, mm -hmm. but that's the same thing for the Carrie Diaries. And I just think the way that Carrie as a teen treats like Walt and stuff is so much better than Carrie as an adult treating like Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question about that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. He is just kind of her arm candy, her gay BFF, you know, in, uh, in the, series and um yeah especially the movie mm. 
mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> um, so we, the Larissa says, I'm coming home early, a week early. She's been in Japan. And some of her, like, I thought was kind of funny when she was talking about, uh, about uh, being in Japan and, and uh, the, I don't know. I didn't write down any of the exact quotes, but I don't know. I just thought her whole thing was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought, I mean, Larissa cracks me up. I, I think that, you know, and it, it's probably really scary for them being like, oh my gosh, she's getting home in a week. We have an extra roommate. The place is a mess. How yeah. are we going to get her, get it sorted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like, like I said, Carrie has a pathological fear of hurting people's feelings. And that's something I can definitely relate to because I do hate conflict. I'm not... I avoid it like the plague <laughs> and that's why I'm still single because I, I I don't know if I would be the best at like handling conflict in, in, in a relationship I don't know but uh but I get that have you always been a little bit conflict averse yeah yeah always uh and I even like little things like when I was in high school uh we had this kind of beast of a swim teacher and coach she was just really mean and, and, uh, and I, I put up with it for so long. And then finally I just couldn't take it anymore. And I said, but she was just being so mean to these, there were these, uh, there was these students who, the swimmers who wanted to be in the, in the, in the play as well. And um, she was just berating them about this. And, uh, and I just said, how dare you talk to them like this and I just said I quit I'm not <laughs> Rachel you stood up for that I'm proud of you it took me a long time and uh and then I saw so then I I ran into the bathroom and I'm changing and then she comes in after me and she has this whole we end up having this whole fight in the locker room while I'm changing You're like in a towel <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I that I get to a point where it bubbles over and then but uh but I hate it. I hate yeah, I'm a I'm not good when it comes to conflict. <laughs> it's it's so inappropriate that she didn't give you the space to just yeah, like, to like change and then come out and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, she was she was a piece of work that that coach. And there's there's just this certain type of person that becomes a high school high school coach and they resent it and they hate it and they just it's like do something else with your life like what's wrong I always find that so interesting because some people you can tell it's their passion they're calling and they love it and mm-hmm. then others it's like what do you you hate us don't you yeah yeah oh, oh. but uh, anyway Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. 
Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Then we have dad with Deb coming over and he's trying to decide whether he should take down his wife's pictures. Uh, and if that would make Deb uncomfortable, she says, no, doesn't make me uncomfortable. Like it's not the same because your wife died versus it's not like she's your ex, you know? So yeah. What do you think about Deb and dad? So I'm warming up to it, especially (laughs) this scene where she was like, of course you have photos of her up. Like, you know, I, I understand. I think everyone grieves differently. You know, some people might take down some of the photos because it's a painful reminder. Some people might like the photos up as a reminder, but I think that he followed his heart and left them up. And I think that that conversation just allowed them to get closer to each other. And I thought it was, it was really beautiful. I, I'm liking them more and more together as it goes on. How are you Mm -hmm. feeling? I know you weren't sold initially. Yeah. I don't know if I, I still feel the chemistry quite, but but she was very sweet and she says, you know, I don't expect you to forget her. So, yeah, I mean, I would think it would be a, like a, t- a tiny bit awkward to have like so many. There were just so many pictures of her. Like it wasn't just like one. It was a lot. So I I, I think I might reduce it at least. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm not going to have like my collage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want my my partner that's departed just staring at me when I'm with another person (laughs) so many yeah there were a lot of photos I think there's something about it that it's a balance of like wanting to remember her and then also like were there like that is almost a lot of photos to have even when she was alive Mm -hmm. like did he put more up after she passed away like there's questions yeah well, so Carrie gets this interview from her dad, gets this interview for her uh, that she's really excited about, uh, but it's right in the middle of this concert. So she's going to try to do both. And uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this you could pull this off, I think, in New York City. You could make this work. Yes, I don't think that this is ridiculous. Like, I understand why she wanted to go to the interview. I think that I also understand why she didn't want to tell Walt. I understand why she thinks she could pull it off. Like, it all made sense to me as mm-hmm. a real situation because I am someone who definitely has overscheduled myself before thinking that I can fit everything in and then I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so Sebastian tells to Maggie that you kissed me, I didn't kiss you, which I don't think is true because there were two kisses, right? The first one was definitely her initiating, and then he leaned in. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he that's not correct. Wash his hands of this. Yeah, and uh, so that that his he's having a very gentle reminder. I mean, 
or memory, uh, because that's not the way I remember it. <laughs> a little bit of revisionary history. Yes, there. that's the way to put it. Feel but... so bad. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, we have uh, Samantha giving advice to Carrie about Maggie. Says don't ex- don't accept any crap from Maggie, and uh, and so then we have uh, that Walt gets sick and uh, he also has this conversation with Bennett and uh, he you know wants them to be together but Bennett's nervous about uh, him his lack of experience and not wanting to like take advantage of Walt yeah I think you know they clearly have a connection I understand why Bennett is a little nervous to just jump into like a full blown relationship. Also Bennett wants to make sure he's letting himself experience mm-hmm. the things that he wants to experience. But I think. I, that- I still feel like it's weird that that's the one relationship where they're like, uh, let's put brakes on this because of the age difference when everybody else on the show. <laughs> Well, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Yes. Sebastian's getting into, but yes, Rachel, I agree. It's kind of weird, but, uh, but it was a nice moment. I mean, especially, I guess it make, maybe it makes sense because Walt is closeted in, uh, in his regular life. And so starting in this relationship would be kind of um, a weird headspace to be in because you're, you're starting this relationship. That's obviously really important to you but you're you're playing the straight part which we see in the next episode uh in your regular life so maybe it does make a make it different than these other aged age gap relationships yeah i think that's a really good point that they're they're contending with all sorts of other things here as well um but i do like that they're communicating openly and honestly with each other yeah yeah so then everybody gets sick and like you said everybody is is puking bad and it's just like oh no it's just also like carrie looks so pale and clammy yeah like oh yeah they did a good job of the makeup excellent job of the makeup like you can just feel how they feel yeah and somehow not sebastian um somehow samantha doesn't get sick you're just like what She's got a steel stomach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm a sympathetic vomiter. So it, it was getting, it was, it was tough. I'm like, should I fast forward this? <laughs> and especially when she's in her interview and you just see her getting more and more pale and clammy by the minute. And the lady's like, uh, what's going on? So, okay. That one was trickier for me to watch. Cause I was like, oh, I, I feel for her. Yeah. It- more like when it's like a group scene like that and it's puke 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 then I laugh but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but for her in the interview there's a lot of puking there's a lot you guys yeah. if, you, if it's triggering for you do not watch this episode yeah <laughs> but uh. comedically it was so brilliant the way that they were all playing it I thought yeah. I mean, have you, have you, you've seen pitch perfect, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whenever she pukes. I'm just like, ah, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Cracks me up. Yeah. 
Um, and so then we have uh, the um, we have Sebastian. His dad has gotten this car, Porsche Spider, uh, that they're going to work together on, and he's really excited. And uh, and then basically every time they go to work on it, uh, he he bails. The dad bails. And uh, so that's frustrating. I mean, he just really does not have much love, like healthy love from either of his parents. Yeah, this is pretty heartbreaking. I mean, they are really neglectful, like almost so neglectful that it like goes into like the abuse category. Like, I think it's different. Maggie has her own things with her parents but I I don't think it's quite at the level of like Sebastian's parents like just seem like they really do not give a crap about him yeah they're very unhealthy like his mom is over dependent on her child and then and then we'll just abandon him that I mean that seesaw is not good and then the, the dad uh treating him kind of like he's an adult but basically like putting it out there that he wants to spend time with them, but he actually doesn't want to spend time with them. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just hard. Yeah. And maybe I read into this wrong, but it's like, it seems like he just manipulated him so that Sebastian would fix the car so that he could resell it. Yeah. There was a little bit of that for sure. That, um, or at the very least he, uh, he got it and then just didn't care after that. Yeah. Well, even if it, even if it wasn't so, um, planned out I guess it was just right he didn't he did not care uh and that's hard um and then we also find out that so Samantha bought bad bought bought bad caviar and then also mouse got bad eggs uh so (laughs) it's just a disaster I mean, but there's probably nothing worse in the world than when you're just like praying for death and you're just like so sick you're just so sick. It's like the, the only thing that I guess if I had, if I had to pick, uh, whether to have like a respiratory or to have a stomach, I, the only thing is that usually it's like swift and severe, but I don't know. There's just like nothing worse than like oh, when your stomach is rebelling on you, it's the worst. And you feel so vulnerable oh. and like you can't, you also can't like get pleasure in many other things. Like, yeah, not like you can like have a nice bowl of soup or some hot tea. Like right. nothing feels good. I have to say the only time that I'm a pretty independent person and I like be, living alone and I like uh, being my own uh, person, you know, and the only time when I miss my particularly my mother I mean and she just lives close but anyways is if I am sick and you know you just want someone to like I don't know hold your hair when you're puking into the toilet like baby me please want someone to take care of you (laughs) that's the only time when I really like lose all sense of independence (laughs) you like can someone just spoon feed me soup help me I'm so sick oh uh, I mean and I guess that's one advantage of of this uh, crazy pandemic time is I have knock on knock on wood I have not gotten sick in like seriously sick I've had little colds here and there but I have not gotten sick in so long 
She's like, this is actually working out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the only one who's helped improved. <laughs> You're like, okay, all right. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you got to feel for all these, all oh. of these teens. Oh. It's so painful to watch. And like, I think the only, the only sickness that I would, that I've had, there's plenty of sicknesses that I would rather have, um, that I haven't experienced, but I had shingles and that was worse for oh me than stomach gosh. Oh yeah. That oh bad. yeah. Yeah. That was, that was another one where it's like, you just feel so vulnerable. And that's the thing with this. It's like, you don't know when it's coming. Also, all these kids are not in their own space, so they can't just yeah. let themselves go. I'm sure they're all <laughs> rushing for the same bathroom. Yeah. Like that episode with Charlotte and Harry when they get food poisoning. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking it was there. And I think there's an episode when Samantha also gets sick. Yes. And in the movie where Charlotte uh, drinks the water in Mexico accidentally. Oh yeah. 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 That's true too. All lots of stomach bugs. It's just a lot. So then we have Deb getting real distracted by the sink of dirty dishes. Okay. I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about loading the dishwasher? Do you have a dishwasher? I do have a dishwasher and uh, I'm, I'm kind of bad. I'm a little, I'll let this, I'll let the dishes stack up. I, <laughs> Um, you a special way that you load it what's that you don't have a special way that you load it oh that I load it um I mean I do feel like you want to have the smaller bowls and stuff on the top yes okay I mean because you have less space so you need that bottom space for the bigger items the pots pans yes uh, plates plates. yes okay that makes sense my blender things like that Yeah. yeah yeah And, uh, so I don't think I would be distracted from a hot guy if <laughs> some dishes, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> I did love, I thought it was a cute moment that really shows where they're at in their relationship, but yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, would you be distracted by the load of dishes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Same. I mean, it's, it's funny because especially the dishes, like I get distracted by TV in my life, like my cat, but dishes are not going to be what I'm like, hmm, I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Who doesn't love a second chance? New this March from bestselling author Melody Carlson is second time around. A sweet story that Publisher Weekly calls perfect for fans of clean romance. When empty nester Mallory Farrell inherits a rundown tourist shop, she never expects to rediscover her love for the funky coastal Oregon town or her now widowed teenage crush. With his help, she may just be able to renovate the shabby shop and her lackluster love life. Buy second time around today at bakerbookhouse.com to get 30% off and free US shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. Oh, Samantha tells Carrie from now on, give it to me straight. So uh, that we can see that hopefully in their relationship going forward, that they're pretty honest with each other. 
Yeah, I thought that Samantha made a great point that she can't know how Carrie feels unless how Carrie tells her. But I also think Samantha needs to take some ownership for the fact that like she was overstaying her welcome and she could have said like, hey, I know this is probably a lot. Like there can be some give and yeah. take. Well, and plus she's an adult and Carrie's a, a teenager. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> I did also really like uh, the fashion in this episode, particularly the like leopard uh, coral leopard dress that she was wearing. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Like I, we said a million times, but I feel like this show does a really good job of, of paying homage to eighties fashion in the lens of 2013. Yeah. 100%. I actually loved the cute little outfit that Carrie had on at the concert. Like it didn't quite yeah. match, but it looked adorable. Like that mm-hmm. was the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and then Sebastian shows up and, and says, I just wanted to see you. And, uh, and then she says, I, you broke me. I hate you because I still love you. And, uh, and then he has the car, the spider car, and he kind of leaves it there for, like, it seemed like people were going to like steal it or something. It seemed like that, Rachel. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. And then but then it, that was never really addressed again. No. Oh, no. Who knows we what just, happened? With Sebastian, we just kind of leave things there. His, his pounding hard liquor multiple times in multiple episodes, <laughs> yeah. leaving his expensive car. We don't ever address it again. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a, it looked so small though, that car. Like, yeah. I don't think I would really like it because it's teeny tiny. I think you could barely fit two people in there. Yeah. Like all crunched. Yeah, no. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really love this whole like back and forth between Sebastian and Harry. I wish that they would just be together. I don't know. Or not like it's, it's too much for high school. (laughs) I agree. I agree about the back and forth. I definitely want them to be together. Do you have like, you want you, so what's your sort of ranking of like lowest on both of our lists? is we do not like this back and forth. I want them to be together though. Or do you not care either way? You just want them to poop or get off the pot as my grandma. Yeah. Would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I do want them to be together, but, uh, but yeah, this like constant breaking up and then getting back together and breaking up and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. So I don't know. And, uh, and so then we have Walt saying, I want to be with you, even if there are no guarantees with Bennett. And, uh, and then we find out that the interviewer is going to give her a second chance that she was, I guess, impressed with her puking. (laughs) Not many people can say that. No. (laughs) I mean, I actually thought this was another thing that was very reasonable like was it awful that she like threw up in her office but I think it was so clear that it wasn't like she was hungover or something like that like she she obviously was so sick so I I did appreciate that she's getting a second chance Mm -hmm. yeah well what would you give this episode one to ten I think higher than you because I just thought the puking was it's funny to me uh so I'm gonna give it an 8.5 yeah I think I'll give it a seven but I did enjoy that so (laughs) All right. The next episode is called Strings Attached and it's Larissa returns from her summer in Kyoto and insists on taking Carrie and Walt to a fabulous Japanese festival in the city where Larissa meets Samantha with an explosive result. Samantha seduces an acrobatic ninja 
back in Castlebury, Carrie's plans to remain Zen backfire when she finds herself locked in a classroom alone with Sebastian. Mouse helps Maggie with her college applications, but Maggie is distracted when somebody from her past reappears. Meanwhile, Walt worries that his classmates will sense he is gay, and Harlan makes an offer Tom can't refuse. So again, a lot going on in this one. Uh, what do you overall think of it? Um, I wasn't laughing out loud as much as I was in the previous episode, um, but I thought that this one had some interesting dynamics of it in it. I like that we get to see Dorit at the same school as Carrie. I like the exploration um, between Larissa and Samantha. Like, of course, they don't get along. And I also think it's a fun character thing to watch Carrie try so hard to be Zen when it is just not something that comes easily to her. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I overall enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, it had some fun moments. It was a little bit filler, I would say, this one, but yeah. overall enjoyable. And it starts out with Larissa coming back. And then uh, then we have Mouse trying to get Maggie to apply these college applications. And altogether, it's $200. I don't understand why she needs to apply to so many schools. Yeah, I, I think that she should. I mean, it was different price in the 80s than when I applied, you know, in the mm -hmm. 2000s. But... I only applied to like two or three schools and yeah, I, I only applied to two. I really only wanted to get, I wanted to get into BYU. That was really my only big, uh, big school, but I applied to Southern Utah university just to have something. Cause I wasn't confident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I ended up getting into both, which was very exciting. Uh, but yeah, I feel like she had like six colleges. I feel like that's a lot. You don't need that many. Yeah. And I think that if she's not confident about her grades, maybe definitely apply to like the two or three that she thinks that she has the best shot for. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like she should just go to community college if she's not. Yeah. Not sure. There's nothing wrong with going to community college. I went to community college my first year because my parents moved my senior year of high school. And so I, I just, I went to, uh, community college that first year and it was great it's a great experience and honestly I would recommend it to a lot of people because you can get through all of those uh like general ed requirements yeah. because almost every every college has a an agreement with other colleges of like these are the classes that will count for this so if uh so like I did that for for BYU is I my community college I got the list of the of the courses that they had at the community college that would transfer over to BYU. And that's the ones that I took. And you, so you can get, you can get done with a lot of those general eds that uh, like are going to be way, uh, way bigger and just it, you know, at, at your big college and way more expensive. So why not just, even though BYU is a really cheap school, but go to the community college, get those general eds out of the way. We're going to have more attention, more time with the teacher, more time with the teaching assistants and way less money. It just makes oh, sense yeah. to me. And you can focus on what you might want to major in then later and, and be older and more equipped yeah. to then study that. Like the general ed classes at BYU had hundreds of students in them. I mean, in you trying to get any help from the teacher, trying to get any help from the teaching assistant is going to be very difficult. Whereas like at the community college, you maybe had, you know, 30 
So it's just, it's just a different experience. Uh, and so I, I don't know, that's what I would have t- told Maggie is I said, I would have said, just go to the community college. Uh, you can probably easily do, do some today. You could easily do some, uh, some classes online. Um, I just think it makes, it just makes the most sense. It makes the most sense to go to community college. I think it's tricky for Maggie because Maggie doesn't really have, like her parents aren't talking about college at all. And then Mouse has a very strict idea of what she thinks it is to like go to college. So she doesn't really have anyone, like you're saying, that's what you would say to her. She doesn't have anyone as a sounding board to talk about multiple options. Yeah, because it's one thing if she's really looking for that social experience of college, of, uh, of being able to be part of the dorm. And, but that doesn't seem to be anything that she's interested in. So all the more reason to just go to community college. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then, uh, then yeah, Larissa comes in. And this is just another thing that just seems so unrealistic that now Larissa knows that they are teenagers, right? And she comes in and is just like, let's have a sake party. I just don't feel like that many people would just do that. Oh, I, I provide alcohol to minors. Yeah. Like that, that is against the law. And I think yeah. also she's like carries bots. Yeah. Like, I think, I think there's other complications here. Like I was one of my, I was like one of the first people in my friend groups turned 21 mm-hmm. and like my friends didn't really drink a ton, but I do remember like buying alcohol for my 20 year old friends, you know, adult Jackie would never do that now, but like, they <laughs> yeah. were also like my friends, Your they peers. Were my peers, exactly. And they were like turning 21 in like a month or two, but like, it's this funny thing of like, they are several years younger than Larissa and Larissa is their boss. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you'd at least like think about it. I mean, she just, oh, yeah. just does it. And the way that this show treats, treats that in general, like all, she's not especially like bad because of that. Like she's like everybody else that they, I feel like they kind of wish that Carrie was a college student instead of a high school student, uh, for the show, because they treat her like a college student uh, as a young adult, not as a teenager, as a child. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, like, I think that a lot of this could work if it, they were like freshmen in college. And, and honestly, yeah. like I would feel even more comfortable with the underage drinking if they were like 19. And I know yeah. that that's still against the law, but like, it feels more, they're not technically kids. Yeah. And it just feels more like a peer situation. Like yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so then we also find out, so Walt and Bennett are kind of in a relationship, but they haven't consummated the relationship. And I kind of liked that they were like, that they kept Walt pretty innocent. He's like, I don't even really know what that means, <laughs> what that entails. <laughs> and, uh, I and I think it's sweet. yeah, it was cute. It was cute because, uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, especially in the eighties, like didn't really know, no you know, what, what it entailed. Uh, And, uh, and then we have, uh, the, uh, so we have Sebastian talking to Dorit, uh, wanting some help from her. Uh, and she helps Carrie meet up with Sebastian and, uh, she's like, she's like, this is his cute little bedroom eyes. (laughs) 
Oh, this scene. Oh my gosh. I thought it was, I just love this scene. I love how they're making out in her teacher's classroom. <laughs> so flirty. I mean, these two have incredible chemistry. They do. That's why the back and forth is just like, ah. <laughs> You're torturing us, Rachel. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like you would do this in, 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 I feel like you would find a more private place than in this classroom, you know, like that. Uh, I don't I know. I do think Carrie just lost the plot though. Like I think she yeah. lost her mind for a second. <laughs> and it was so funny because also like that's clearly like a favorite teacher of Carrie's. Like she was so mortified. Yeah. Uh, it was funny though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> um, and so Bennett tells Walt, like, call me if you're scared uh, that you're, you're closeted again. And that was a sweet scene between them. And then Walt shows up at school with his sports jersey armor on. <laughs> this was hilarious. Of, and, and, and just the whole thing now that like, now that he knows he's gay and he's out to himself and out to a few people, it's like he's trying to overcompensate. When yeah. He never dressed like that. I do <laughs> love Donna just planting like a kiss on him, like flirting with him. It's It's just, it's so... She's wonderful. I love Donna. Yeah, she has turned into a really fun character. And but it, it backfired though, because then his uh, her boyfriend was, <laughs> "What are you doing with that girl?" I like the way he's like, "Aren't you dating those guys or that guy?" And she's like, "Oh, right." I forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So then Carrie's trying to remain zen. And uh, it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty well done because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think that I'm, I don't know. I'm just not a person that like does meditation or Zen or that kind of thing. Well, I got too much energy, too much going on, <laughs> which probably means I need it more. Than yeah. It's always interesting to me. Like even when I do yoga or something, I, I look at it more as like stretching rather than a mind exercise as well. I, yeah, it's me too. It's hard for me too to slow down. <laughs> I just, it, I just got too much in my, too much zipping around in my brain. <laughs> I can't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't do it well. And Carrie, <laughs> yeah, Carrie doesn't do it well. Nope. <laughs> Especially with Sebastian around. <laughs> She's got so much zipping around her brain and she knows that about herself she thinks a lot she analyzes a lot she feels deeply yeah and they get sent to the principal's office (laughs) did you ever get sent to the principal's office (laughs) no I had in school suspension once with my friend Rosa who was like teacher's pet sweetest girl ever like ranked third in our class we were just chatting one day in class and the teacher randomly got mad and tried to make an example of us and we were like okay so we got (laughs) for like one period did you I never went to the principal's office there was one time when uh when I uh because my brother was always like hustling he had he was like Mr. Small Business uh from the time he was I mean was young and uh so I was trying to kind of uh be inspired by that I guess and follow his thing like uh one time he uh um they they went up on this hike up into the mountains and there was snow and he literally brought snow cone stuff and sold snow cones (laughs) to 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that brain, That's, that I is mean, a genius brain. Yeah, and then he would like sell his clothes if one of his friends was like, I like that hat. And he was, he was like, we well, want to buy it. And my mom was like, I can't sell your clothes. And he's like, but I can't. And we I paid can't. for those clothes. You didn't pay for them. But yeah, he was always, uh, when the, um, when the band started selling, uh, selling uh, candy bars and he was like, that's a great idea. And so then he got his own just for himself. No, okay. <laughs> and, and so I tried to do the same thing with these, our, com- the company of our family company makes those hand warmers oh, for, yeah. uh, for skiing and stuff. And so I brought them in, uh, and sold them to the other students and uh the, the principal was like was very suspect of it like it's harmless totally harmless but i guess one of them had popped open and made a mess or something like that and so they called me in and then they called my mom and i could hear on the other side being like <laughs> like your mom has a family of entrepreneurs and yeah. she's just like i don't even know what to do with this <laughs> And so, so I didn't sell the warmers anymore, but it was a good, because it was cold in that school. So it was good. So, well, and you've carried that through to your adult life. I mean, you're an entrepreneur now, you know what I mean? Like, is your brother like that still? Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a business called Polar, P-O-L-E-R that took off pretty well. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, he had this thing called the knapsack, which he invented, which was like a sleeping bag that you wear, you can walk around in it and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and so now he's, I think working in marketing and, uh, and I mean, which is brilliant, like, yeah. For him. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's, he and my dad are, are both entrepreneurs. My dad, I mean, that's probably where both of us got it is that, my, uh, my dad is, has started a number of businesses in his life. He's always kind of looking for the next great idea. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, and I mean, all of us are pretty well, uh, my sister is, is a published author. She just had her latest book, a uh, graphic novel about, uh, super pancake. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. It's really cute. Yeah, it's really fun. And so she's had a number of, of uh, successful books, particularly Allergic uh, was, was probably her most popular book that she ever read, wrote. And so she's hustling too in her own way. And, uh, and then me with everything that I'm doing. And, and then my sister is, uh, other sister uh, teaches English uh, 
online. Um, and she's had, she's done really well with that. Uh, and then my brother, oh, he was working for a, he was working basically almost like a paralegal type thing. Oh yeah. 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 The kind of situation. And then my youngest sister, she is working at grocery store, I think right now, but, but, uh, but yeah, we're all hard workers and all, you know, thinking of the next great idea. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to get in trouble for though, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, my parents were just so lucky because none of us really rebelled. They, they got it easy for six kids to never have anybody that's like major problem. They never had to worry about anything. Usually in a crop of six, yeah. I would say usually have one or two that are going to be a little squirrely. Yeah. I mean, ironically, I was the one that probably was the most headstrong of any of their kids. Uh, that uh, was the one that had the most kind of opinions and, and quarreled with them the most, uh, which is interesting because I was also probably the most like religious and the most. Yeah. So if I was their most rebellious child, that was pretty good. <laughs> You're like, all in all, they lucked out. They did. Yeah, they they did lucked a good out. Job. And they did yes. a good job. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my, the, the only other time that I remember getting in trouble at school was um, my friends and I would sometimes pass notes and we had this, um, uh, technology teacher. Uh, it was like technology slash a woodshop kind of like tech teacher thing. And, uh, and we had drawn, uh, we had done this kind of drawings back and forth, me and my friend and the teacher taught us and got the drawing and it wasn't like anything. It was just like, I think it was something like, oh, this is so boring, blah, 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 you know, kind of or something like that. And and he was very annoyed with us for <laughs> passing note class. Do you think so they still pass notes now? Yeah, I, probably not because they just text. Makes me sad because I love passing notes. <laughs> know. It's great. So, yeah. Hey, and you get to draw and stuff, but <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> but you never had, you never got in trouble then. Not big trouble. Yeah. No, by my mom, because I went in the car with my friends and I wasn't supposed to. I was going to a sleepover and I was supposed uh-huh. to stay in the house. But uh-huh. I mean, we weren't even doing anything bad. My mom's just pretty strict. But yeah, that I got <laughs> pulled out of that sleepover. <laughs> yeah. And then we have uh, Maggie apologizes to Walt. Uh, he's got a black eye from Tana's boyfriend. <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, uh, they say, you deserve to have somebody who really loves you. Stop thinking of yourself as unworthy of, uh, for Maggie. And, and then Carrie says that I want to be a gardenia. I want to be beautiful and peaceful and, and everything. And Sebastian says he's sorry. And, uh, and he says, I'll let you go. And like I said, this back and forth, I'm just kind of like, ah. Especially because Carrie was just going to like want to be with him. You're like, oh, they just keep missing each other. Also, Carrie, gardenias are beautiful. And so are you, but you ain't a gardenia, honey. She's never going to be peaceful. She's just never going to be. That's, I mean, she's vibrant. Yeah. That's not her. If anything, like Charlotte is more of a gardenia, I would say. 
100%. Yeah. It's okay not to be a gardenia. Yeah. And, uh, and then Carrie gets a gardenia from Larissa at the end. So, um, and then we also have, so Sebastian is with Mrs. Mrs. Donovan. Is, is that the teacher? I don't think so. Or somebody new. I feel like it's someone's mom. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I know I do too. (laughs) I mean, we're watching, I don't, I don't want to, the tone of this show is very lighthearted and it's being, he is an adult in real life. I think when he shot this, I'm sure he was 18. Oh yeah. We are watching, we are watching as, you know, it's, it's a sexual assault. Like I, I don't want to try, I don't want to be too serious about it, but it's gross to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why these shows, these teen shows have this as a plot so often. I I've never heard of this happening in, I mean, again, maybe I was just unaware of this happening, but uh, I don't think it happens that much. And it's always, it's just such a weird, creepy plot that these teen shows almost always have. Uh, is somebody with a fling with teachers or with an adult you know kind of a thing they definitely had in Dawson's Creek and you know and all these kind of shows and I don't know why I hate it I feel awful for him like with his unstable home life yeah and like what did they ever say the name of the teacher these with because I was like oh is this the same is this the same woman or somebody different? Was it was some, about the way they interacted when he was like, no, that's not for me, Mrs. Donovan or something. I think like there was something yeah. about it that it made me feel like they hadn't been together yet. Like, cause he wasn't like, oh no, I'm not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. And is, is she supposed to be the parent of anybody, any of our characters or just so a I, random? To me, it felt like she's a parent of like, someone that we don't know but mm. or maybe not maybe not even a parent but you know she's like flashing around her huge um diamond ring right yeah yeah I hated it too it's stupid uh, and I don't understand why these shows do this it's not romantic and it doesn't feel like authentic to Sebastian like I don't think that he if he's the one that's saying he's gonna let Carrie go I just don't feel like he would do this so soon after and realizing what was a big mistake with Maggie. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel authentic to his character. I do feel like he's acting out. Like mm-hmm. there, there is, there is a little bit of that. Like his home life is so unstable. He was really trying to like make things work with Carrie. And now he can't make, he knows he can't make things work with Carrie. And I think he's just kind of like grasping at straws. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the episode. What would you give it? One to 10. I would give this one a seven and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think that's good. All right, there we go. Let us know what you think of these two episodes. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And you can follow us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. And Jacks, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Right. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, The Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.